What's up, y'all? StayCurious.org podcast episode 13 follow-up show. We're getting ready, so just listen to this for a minute. Curious.org podcast, episode number 13, underway. Uh, man on the mic, I'm Hakey. Welcome to the show again. If you've made it this far, thank you. Um, we have Project Falcor in the house, a.k.a. Al Miller. What up, buddy? Hello again. How are you doing? Pretty well. What do you think about that intro song? Pretty bumping. I like it. Uh, that's the beauty about the technology today. We can get some access to some artists that you would never get uh, back in the 90s and early 2000s just buying those fucking CDs. Big up to uh, Mr. Sebastian. Uh, I think he's based out of Jersey from my Googling and stalking the man and Spotify research, but uh, that track was called Hey Mister, and uh, that's the beauty of the internet, ladies and gentlemen. You find artists, creatives, that uh, and curious types that kind of are under the radar, if you will, at least in my world. Never heard of the guy and uh, checked out his Spotify. Dude is making some lovely hip-hop and rap music. Quite the soulful voice. Uh, very similar to uh, Johnny Gill, mixed with a little bit of uh, updated modern swag, if you will. But, you know, that's my ignorant categorization. I am not a uh, Billboard <laughs> artist reviewer. So, anyways, thank you, Mr. Sebastian, if you're hearing this. Love the track, ladies and gentlemen. Check out the song. Uh, that 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 will be linked in the uh, the podcast blog notes. But uh, this song, from what I can gather, was based around love and the roller coaster of love. I think he's talking about few Did ups, you, few downs, few ups and few downs. And that's like the the follow up, the purpose of this show, isn't it? We're going round two from episode. Uh, about curiosity and love. That's right. Did you listen to it, or you just fucking? I did. Me, I what? did. I even got a shout out at the end. I heard it. What do you think? Very well done. I touched a nerve. Got some replies, huh? There was there was a few people that had some comments, and it was not in a you know kind of cancel culture way. It was a a, a positive, supportive way, which was good. Um, definitely, you know, I I, I I'm going to sound like an idiot saying this. It, it was difficult to go into something thinking I'm just going to do it, like play with these like Duplo blocks of topics, love and curiosity, create something and then get feedback. It was interesting to say the least because some people had some focus on the dating aspect of things. Um, some people just focused on the self-love of as the aspect of things. And then pe some people were like, talk like thought it was just like emotionally related, you know, 100%. And um, at the end of the day, it was interesting to kind of in hindsight go, go back and think about it because, you know, love is an incredible thing and we don't know what love really should be like until we start like getting involved with ourselves and these, this 
you know, relationship with ourselves. And that timing of the episode was not intentional to capitalize on, you know, Valentine's Day or the self-love, you know, buzzwords that are kind of like booming around. However, uh, one of the supporters of the podcast did say that's genius marketing. And I'm like, well, I didn't intend that. But yes, yeah, we're going to capitalize on that for the follow up episode right now. Hence why we are here. So, again, thank you for indulging me. Um, That's you, buddy. Absolutely. Not them. I don't think anyone's listening yet. Um, but yeah, we're going to talk, uh, do a follow-up episode to curiosity and love. Um, you know, a lot of support. You can go get it. Is, is Ethel off, off work already? Ethel, you're fired. Ethel, you are so fired. Or was that the fax machine? Was that the fax? Was that the fax machine? Absolutely. <laughs> Some telemarketers just saying hello. Well, I mean, for for the for the uh, the the visually impaired, uh, we are in the lovely Guilford Lake. Guilford. Guilford Lake, uh, middle of nowhere, Ohio. It's a beautiful, beautiful scenery. And thank you to uh, Roz and Al for the hospitality, the Millers, if you will. Uh, if you get to this part of the podcast, thank you. You have a lovely home. And it's it's beautiful. I, I will clean up before Al leaves. And frozen. <laughs> and frozen. Thank you. Uh, but you know, you know, we, that last episode we talked about love and curiosity. Kind of stumbled into it, and the reaction and the response was pretty cool. Um, you know, we're going to tackle in this episode what is self love? How does it attain? How how does one attain it? Um, a lot of questions came up of like, how do I know when we've you know you've even discovered this elusive transformation? And uh, you know, we're going to explore that. Um, and Al, uh, Project Falcor, do, what do you want to be called on this thing? Al, La? Al you, is fine. Al is fine. All right. Al, you know, Al has uh, some interesting take on this uh, experience and, and, and this topic in terms of, you know, he born in, in middle of uh, Youngstown, Ohio, traveled. He was an international cultural man, sailboat captain now, but in that interim, um, has... Uh, Traveled internationally. Man, I don't know what that noise is. Anyways, um, so m- this is what I've got uh, for the intro of this show. And you, t- you tell me and you chime in here anytime that you want to, buddy. All these questions that came up about like, what is love? How does one attain it? How do we know when we've discovered this, this transformation? These are all like rhetorical questions to me. And, you know, there's definitely differences between genders, ages, and cultures. Yet to me, it's setting and establishing values, is, which is the basis of this, this question. And, you know, hopefully you find this kind of like value within yourself, you know, that's hope, you know, that hopefully you can mutually share and it's mutually valued in all your relationships. Again, not just rom- romantic relationships. Uh, but the relationships with other people, and what's interesting is that one of the one of the supporters of Stay Curious, Al, um, I, I apologize, I I don't know your name right now. I didn't write it down. I'm so sorry. But um, they they were talking about how you know women are blasted with this fucking concept of self love, and so what is your international travel experience with this versus being here? I mean. You lived in. You were off the, out of America for five, six years. Is that yeah. still still there? South America has their own um, their own cultures with that. Uh, machismo is pretty big down there. So uh, t- 
to me, there's more of a need for uh, women to have self-love in, in places that are, you know, a little more third world, a little uh, less progressive in that. So it makes it tough for them, I think. Uh, relationships are strange there. A lot of people live with their parents until they're married. And, uh, you know, think of the U.S. two generations ago. So you you think that it's like back to, you know, you mentioned like the, the cultural differences in that, like the idea of self-love is more prominent in women down there or is it more like newer to them? Or and, and I, maybe it's not gender. It's I don't I don't think it's gender related. Self-love is self-love. Like, I mean, is that's what I'm saying. Like you saw the last five years, you've only seen it from outside of the, the spectrum of America in South America. You were down in Santiago for a while and then you did your time in Portugal. I mean, you saw it. What, what, not to say that you're equal opportunity employer for all love, but I mean, you saw how other cultures, like day to day, just not just romantic, but you know, with with people, like just every day, people living might not be in a relationship, and like, how are they taking care of themselves? Like, what was the attitude, the approach? Well, uh, I think it's the it's the same everywhere in the world. You have you know cities, and then you have rural areas. In cities, it's a lot easier to um, find external things to do for self-love. There's other places in the country where you have to find that kind of inside of yourself with more simple things. So I think people are searching for that everywhere. Yeah. I don't know how they're doing. Well, yeah, I mean, that's I think I think that's the beauty of it. You know, I mean, this is what you know. Uh, I'm I'm I, you know, I talk about and I, I don't. I'm not talking negatively about the self-love aspect and the wave of it, but like, you know, women uh, predominantly are the the de- the demographic when you start looking at like the subject matter that are bombarded with that stuff. You know, like as this supporter was talking, alluding to earlier, you know, this concept of self-love and 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 buying books by. Eat Brene Brown and and eat, pray, loving their life. Like I one hundred percent support that. There's nothing negative. I don't have anything to say about it. Nothing. Eat, pray. I I watched the movie a couple weeks ago. Uh, I had a a, a a companion, like a like a a, a support system to watch the movie. <laughs> so it wasn't me just like as a single dude, bald dude, like eating a box of ice cream, watching, like, Julia Roberts, like, stumble, like, <laughs> like sleep through her, like, re- her rejection and new reinvention, do you know? But it's interesting to see that movie in the context of that author and that lens of that perspective because, you know, I'm reading a book now that, you know, The Way of the Seal, and it was about that, you know, the, that, he was, I, I fuck, what is his name? The Way of the Seal by Mark Devine, and a good buddy of mine, you know, turned me on to that. And there's a lot of core concepts that overlap there. You know, the one narrative is eat, pray, love, and she kind of eats and then prays and then loves her way through back this reinvention. And, you know, this book is talking about like, you know, redefining yourself through meditations and focus and, un, you know, kind of tapping into that uncanny tuition of, who, you know, and, and that's great. Like there's a, a, a shit ton of books, a shit ton. But this book, like, would be a cell like the way of the seal. Like I want to fucking like make every woman that reads E pray love, read a book that's on the opposite end of the spectrum. It doesn't have to be male oriented, but it should be from that type of spectrum to like give a balanced, I, I think it should be balanced 
because it, it allows you to see like how fucking complex love really is and self-love. So every guy that weeds the way the seal should also watch Eat, Pray, Love? I, 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 I mean, yin and yang, look at that. I mean, you look at yin and yang, there's black with white. It's not black and white as they're separate. You have to have them together to understand what the other is. So coexistion, binary thinking, you know, I know that there's a ton of people that are like, oh, this is fucking binary thinking. It's not the matrix, man. Well, I, you know, I'm not trying to get into that. But in terms of landscape of where love, self-love, you can get guidance from, you, I think you do need that type of spectrum. I, I, w- I would think culturally, too, not just from like Americanized writers. But, you know, again, I'm just a dude with a lot of time on my hands, apparently. But moving forward, plowing forward, as uh, so many say now, um, you know, the, the, the episode of curiosity and uh, love did touch a nerve. And it was an interesting, interesting to hear the various relationships people chose to share about. You know, while the episode was titled Curiosity and Love, the basis of the conversation was to be centered around how love and curiosity go together like peanut butter and jelly in most successful relationships. You know, there's a relationship between you and yourself, which it should, and a lot of people do hype up and talk about, should be the first and most important relationship that you take care of. And I don't mean just not speaking from positive vibes and collecting quotes on your Pinterest or whatever hashtag challenge is trending that hour. I mean... Being able to eat healthy and drink healthy or eat healthy, drink a fuck ton of water and find a tribe of people that, you know, bring variety to your life. Yeah. Who doesn't fucking want that? That's the idealistic fucking way to find self-love. Who doesn't want to bring peace to their world in a very simple, easy way? But the reality of this challenge and the reality of this reality, you know, redundancy, I guess, is that any type of relationship requires honesty, a, a level of commitment and ultimately a level of involvement that m- the majority of people are only can partially commit to. We don't want to, we don't want complicated relationships, but it shit happens and we get into them. But the thing that really, really challenges us is that relationships are complicated, but they are also really fucking complex. Human emotion psychology is really fucked up and you know, not many people want to take that level of involvement to the to face truth and face reality. So, Al, let me ask you this. You've traveled. You've seen the American version, and it's not poo-pooing on the American version. You've seen it. You've seen you lived on four different continents. You have a very global perspective compared to a lot of people. What do you think about that? Like, what is your take on that level involvement of self accountability responsibility is like the fundamental way of like determining all your future relationships. Absolutely. I think, uh, you know, chasing your own dreams and finding someone who can chase their dreams at the same time in a mutually beneficial way is, uh, you know, hard to find no matter where you're at. But I think it's what everyone's really looking for in the end. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. What I'm learning is that um, that level of involvement is 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 tough. It's fucking tough. Like I, I'm by no means a professional involvement taker or or whatever. I mean, I'm struggling daily with this on on myself. Like we've talked for weeks and and, and months and years, and like I mean. Again, I'm not a fucking guru on this stuff, but it's like weird, like thinking about this, stumbling upon this and like going down the rabbit hole of this and just day to day life. Like 
I, 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 I will be the first one to tell you, like, I don't, I don't, I mean, I'm questioning myself. I, I, like, I want to know myself, but like, and, and the more I question myself of like what I can or can't do, can I overcome this is, is more. And there's this like, I don't know, man, like it's, it's, it's a weird vibe to, um, I guess fucking go through. You know, especially because like when you, if we all want companionship, we all want the nice selfie and you know, nice Saturday night sushi dinner. You know, right? We all want, we all want, we all want that vanity, that e- little ego boost, and the little drip of fucking like dopamine going to your brain of like, oh yeah. Externally, I'm fine. <laughs> Internally, I'm a fucking mess. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I know I had a format to this show, but uh, I I apologize if we're not following it. So. Big up. We're we're twelve minutes in. So if you're this far, thank you. Again, thank you to the listener. And um I don't know if you can find a way to kind of get to us live right now, ask, but most likely you're hearing this in the past. Um phone's been unplugged. Phone's been unplugged. The fax machine is turned off. You know, but you know, going back to what I was gonna say earlier, you know, so many people do say like and into the, 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 there were a few people that actually were talking about how, what is self-love, questioning what is self-love. And that, I, I think that type of questioning is interesting because it does bring up the questions of how your child rearing was. You know, how, how were your mom and dad? Did you have a mom and dad? Mm-hmm. What, where were you born? Like all of those questions that are becoming like cancer, uh, all of those questions I think that are becoming and stemming cancel culture of like really understanding the facts of where somebody comes from are the some of the most important questions of understanding it, how that person is like able able or capable of loving not just other people but themselves like or if they're capable it, it, that's a bigger yeah thank you that's huge if they're capable can you you know and then what's the difference between loving the one you're with and settling for a life that's not the one you should be living? Well, I mean, that segues into a great thing. You know, I mean, when you look at it in a relationship with yourself, you and I both, you know, shared that moment of uh, San Diego life and enjoying it and then saying it was it was enough. It's beautiful, but there are other beautiful spots, you know, and people get so complacent. I was there for fucking 14 years. You did 10. 11? 10. When you were in um when you were in Chile, how was that? Like did you meet a lot of uh international travelers or was it like a, a local population? I did, but um it was because of uh effort to do that. There were language exchanges that are a great way for people to uh, not only get a little bit better at the local language but also have a chance to Usually they hold up signs every five minutes and switch from Spanish to English. And it gives you a chance to communicate in your own language, make new friends, and practice. Everybody's there for the same reason. Have a good time. Meet some new people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's it's about the effort that you put in. That's huge, man. I mean, I think that goes into, uh, you know, that's I think that's a fundamental thing that I was trying to focus on around this show is like the level in, of involvement that you have. You know, people talk about this self-love concept, which is great. And then they start talking about like, 
all these external things that they want to be involved in, but it's like, are you really involved with yourself? Like, how honest do you really want to fucking be? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I bust your balls about the smoking thing, you know, and again, busting your balls, but that's a level of involvement. You know, it's not healthy. Committed. I'm drinking a fucking thing in a very heavy glass of uh, whiskey here. And, um, you know, cheers, cheers. Um, so I think that's a level, like that level of involvement is difficult for a lot of people. And and then when you start looking in at like how involved do you really want to be with yourself, that begs the questions like what's your risk tolerance upon yourself? What's your, like how much transparency do you want with yourself? <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? It's like you have, like most few people I know, few people can actually say like 100% like this is me. Because everybody that I talk to has uh, uh, a boner for fucking self-development for the most part. Everyone talks it. Half walk it. Egos and ids. Egos and ids. And then I'd say less than the 1% have like the reality of like, yeah, I'm going to die soon. So I'm just trying to like pass my time. Like they, like there's no fun in funeral anymore. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like everyone's like... Mo- like doing shit as like they have tomorrow promised. And and that's another concept, you know, but like no, that level of involvement is reality. Like we're, you know, eat fucking booming balls last night, like looking at those, that fire and it was passion. It was energy it was hot and it went out like that, <laughs> <laughs> like that. And you and I are both going to do that. Everyone listening to this, both going to do that. And everyone's like, like hedging their fucking time as if they're going to have like tomorrow to do it. Like, you know, you don't get, if you waste time today, you don't get to make that up, you know? And I think that's a part of that level of involvement. That's like super scary for people, especially when you meet someone that you become attached to, you know? And it's scary. It's scary for me. Fuck man. It's probably why I've been single my, my whole life. Whole life. I mean, I mean dating there's, there's been a handful of women out there that, you know, fucked me up. <laughs> <laughs> or I, 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 well, yeah, I, or I did them. I don't know. Baker's dozen, we, we, like a baker's dozen. That's right. That's that should be a podcast. A baker's dozen. Uh, but you know that like that level of involvement, you know, is like it's scary because, you know, for me, I have my own experience. But like, tell me about more about like when you were in South America. Like, when you, what was the conversational starters? Like, what were the like the a standard date, standard like, not date, but like script if you will of getting to know someone was it more about what you're doing and your ideas or was it more specifically about your accolades and accomplishments i think it's more about what you're doing and what your what experiences you're looking to share with other people mm-hmm. uh, you know especially when you're in a new place like that you want to go explore it and see it so it's you know who wants to get off of the couch and go do those things did you find that it was pretty easy? Because, um, I mean, I, I know the technology is not as, uh, you know, back then wasn't kind of uh, saturated, if you will, you know, with the, the swipe life and the modern dating and whatnot. Cause, I mean, I know that's ever, it's changing in every culture. Um, but was that used down there, like, I mean, just a few years ago? Did they use it or was it kind of still, were they still like, hey, pick you up in the fucking sushi deli, like? Uh, a little bit of A, a little bit of B. The younger people had Tinder and uh, you know Grinder and whatever. Uh, 
but still it's you know nothing can make up for a friendly smile an approachable hello yeah i know it can ma- i know it's hindering that fucking mask <laughs> no smiles for you no smiles for anybody <laughs> you don't get a smile you get a you get a creepy eye look <laughs> it's like hi is that guy g- gleaming at me is he blinking why what's going on like morse code with your eyes basically is what's happening with all these fucking masks smoke that anyways hello are you still there hello still here still here creepy ladies and gentlemen uh you know going back to this uh you know the self-love thing though dude it's um i, I do think you know and I, I did have a, a line of sight to get this thing done for this episode but i'm losing focus and i apologize to the listener about that but uh you know it's coming into the fucking weekend dude it's a fucking valentine's day weekend i i wonder how many people are like scrambling and like downloading tinder grinder hinge POF, like ChristianFarmers.com, like all of these fucking dating apps just to potentially have someone to make miserable on Sunday. <laughs> like someone to disappoint. Yes. <laughs> Who can I disappoint besides myself? <laughs> <laughs> That's ultimately what's happening. That's ultimately what's happening. It's like so how, some real self-love, trying to share that with other people. Yeah, it's like, how can I disappoint myself this weekend? How many apps can I spread myself thin to where I don't exist? <laughs> ah, I'm sorry for those single people out there. I mean, you might be doing it with your loved one or someone else that's pretending. I don't know. Or you might be doing it to your, your children. That would be even worse. Shame on you, because this isn't just about dating. Self-love and, and everything should be talked about with your parents and your and all your relationships that you uh, invite into your tribe. And that's ultimately a, a real, real dose of reality there. Um, you know, it's uh, that, that's huge. And, you know, tying back in maybe to a, another episode, but that's something that I've, I've learned in hindsight that is uh, not for personal experience, 100%, but it's a... That's in, that's huge for dictating your your uh, success in future relationships. You know, I mean, I, fortunately, I had like semi good role models. If I give my parents and my family structure like a grade on self love and like respect, accountability, and all the values and virtues that are of modern romance and living, I'd probably give him like a seventy nine or an eighty one. Solid C plus. Yeah, C plus. C plus for like a confident C plus. <laughs> like a confident C plus. Like that's a I'll put that shit on the fridge. <laughs> but if it's like a like if you need a B minus, it's like it's going to the bottom portion of the fridge. It's like you you had brownie points, didn't you? <laughs> but um, you know, all again, talking about all this stuff, dude, I mean I mean, do you have any other perspectives or like kind of two cents from just your experience in in Chile and in Morocco? Did you see a big difference between being in South America versus being over in Africa in terms of how people, you know, kind of approach not just love and dating, just themselves and what we're kind of hovering around, if you will? Yeah, I wasn't actually in uh, Morocco for very long. It was two weeks or so, three weeks. Mm Mm-hmm. 
and uh, I went there with no uh, Arabic at all. So uh, I would try to use the French, and my French is bad. So I didn't really get to um, talk to a lot of people about that there. Uh, most of the people I met there were foreign. But the, the Berber people, the people that live there, they're extremely hospitable. We got taken up to uh, a mountain spring, got to see a, a gorge with a desert oasis in it. So super friendly people, but um, I only really interacted with other men. Mm-hmm. So it was like you were filming like uh, Brokeback on the Lake or something? or bro- Exactly. Bro- Brokeback Boat? <laughs> so, I mean, what was that for? I mean, like, I don't. Going back to like say, saying that was that just a cultural divide? Was that was that was a cultural divide? Yeah. Okay. Uh, pretty much. I mean, we went to a couple of bars where, um, like, that was just like the layout. I don't think I saw uh, in the actual bars, not in the clubs, but in the actual bars. I don't think I saw any women the whole time I was there. Really? In in clubs, yes. In bars, no. Damn. So, uh, I I that's bizarre to me I, I understand cultural shit I, like i just i don't know when you so when you, in, in your hindsight since you left san diego because san diego was like fucking <laughs> if you've never been to san diego ladies and gentlemen and for the socal california people don't take this offense i mean you you live in a beautiful state I loved it. I lived there for 14 years. All of California is fucking beautiful. But talking about self-love, talking about all this shit, about love and curiosity, like denial is the fa- most favorite state to live in. <laughs> only only followed closely by California. So everyone listening, I mean, denial, that's the best state to live in, apparently. But California is not bad, and Southern California is really legit. Um, but San Diego was legitimate, dude. It was like Disney's Neverland and Wonderland fucked each other and made a city. And that's where all the lost yoga instructors and the brochacho surfers went. And like, <laughs> that's where the hipsters were born. <laughs> it's like, that's legitimately, you know, and I love it there. I, I, I would love to go back there. I would love, you know, we talked about, you know, what areas that we've lived in and shared. I mean, it's a beautiful city, but, you know, I can't imagine San Diego compared to the international places that you've seen like it would be like uh like literally reading different texts i would assume like different languages in a way well san diego is special it is uh that is one of the best you know locations i've ever been um definitely has a soft spot in my heart does it does but that sunshine tax will get you being professionally broke is not uh a lifestyle i can do anymore i i don't i would love to but you know, maybe next, maybe next year, Damon, put your clear your couch out, or get a bigger house, man. Start making some money finally. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but you know, go back to go. Tell me more about you know your life down in um, Chile because like that's that's you know we've talked a shit ton of, offline you know in person like you're aspiring to get back on your boat. You want to make the the transatlantic sale. I want to ultimately connect with you like next year sometime. But like, do you have any destinations, places where, you know, you suggest people that can? I understand the pandemic. I understand resources, and this is again another podcast. But do you, you know, living a a, a simple life is a lot easier than living a complex like you know, 
And you're living a simple life for the most part. You you aspired to do that. Absolutely. So yeah. where would you suggest for boys and girls to go? Would you have other countries for guys versus girls? Do you have that type of like kind of foresight right now or just for anyone willing and open? Yeah, where I would think you that go? Where you go is, you know, in the end, a very uh, like personal decision or whatever. To me, it's only important that you go, that you go somewhere and see if you like it. And if you don't, try somewhere else. Right. What about this? Do you Would you rather go to like the popular areas that people go and like share, you know, you know, the, sh- uh, the culture that we have is I, I, I'm all about sharing, but I'm going to share like what I passed this morning versus like where I'm at, like later this afternoon, you know, like my, do you have any destinations that like that are off the map in your travels that you, that are not popular? Like, Oh, I, absolutely. Um, there's an Island in the middle of the Atlantic called St. Uh, Helena. There's no airport. The only way to get there uh, commercially is by a boat that leaves Cape Town in South Africa. Takes about two weeks to get there. Two fucking weeks? They unload the boat and they send it back. What if you only want to go for a night? Well, the boat only leaves every two weeks, so you're you're there for two. Or I mean, it leaves once a month. It takes two weeks to get there, two weeks to get back, so it's once a month it shows up. Really? Yeah. And you went there? No, I, I would like to. That's on my list. Oh, okay, okay. Could you take Falcor? Yes. Would it be the same two-week journey? Uh, we're, we'd be a little bit slower. Really? Damn. You're gonna have to like send me that send me that info because that's that's definitely. What about places that you've seen? You physically took Falcor, or where you have been? Where have you been? Where? Yelp and TripAdvisor is not registering for the the travelers. That stuff's pretty much everywhere now. Um, <laughs> absolutely everywhere. Uh, but uh, Lanzarote in the Canary Islands is one of the <clears throat> most remote places I've ever seen. Uh, I would absolutely recommend going there. There's everything from volcanoes to oceans, uh, you know, is desolate like uh, the surface of Mars, but there's little pockets of people, beautiful beaches. And naked ladies, naked men, they're uh, young, old. What's the demographic in terms of like, like age and gender? That's it. I don't care about tone. Uh, all over the board. There's people who actually live there, and then uh, there's different beach towns on the island that are primarily uh, either British or German and the people kind of congregate when British people go there, they go to one beach. Okay. I think it's Playa Blanca. Uh, And it's funny that like all the restaurants in that little town are pubs. All of them have fish and chips. Love fish and chips. Tons of mayo. Where are those mushrooms? Anyways, uh, thank you for, for that lovely ad lib, Al. Cool. Anyways, uh, so where were we? You're talking about your fucking international man of mystery loving and self love. And, you know, I don't know. I think we're, what's the timer say? 30 minutes? I think, these are, I think, I think we're done. What do you think? I agree. 
It was a good time. A little uh, self-love for you. Self-love. Let's get into that self-love uh, therapy right now. Can I have um, uh, one of those pens? One of the other pens? Yeah. Um, anyways. So, self-love. Valentine's Day. As you head into this fucking weekend, ladies and gentlemen, just please, whoever you're with, with your loved ones, with your kid, your kids, siblings, family, you know, love them, appreciate them, be grat- be grateful, and you know, just accept them. Stop judging them. Don't be fucks. Don't be little dicks. Don't be little judgmental people. Just be like, yep, that's that's the happening right now. Whether you like it or not, that's what's happening. And the only thing that's going to dictate that is your ability to be accountable with yourself. You know, that's that's what this all self-love uh, follow-up shit episode is to this little topic here. So I apologize for the sloppiness. Apologize for the, you know, unofficial script, if you will. Um but I will try to clean this mess up with one simple metaphor. And this metaphor was actually pretty interesting and pretty simple. And it's it, it shared by uh, an old friend of mine who I recently connected with. And um, we've been bantering back and forth about, you know, self-love and self-improvement and, you know, this autodidact, you know, discussion, if you will. And uh, I'm going to read for the most part. I'm going to paraphrase an email uh, from him about what self-love is so the majority of it is uh not original thought it's it's shared from you know a a friend a a good friend to to you and hopefully it's uh insightful and if and if you made it this far i do i do appreciate you listening and uh you know anyways so he he, you know we're, we're going back and forth and then he he ends up sharing uh a metaphor about you know what really self-love is and um you know it's what love self-love is at its core and he and he sum he summarizes it in this <clears throat> excuse me uh i've come to visualize that the commercial pre-flight safety briefing as an important metaphor for what managing relationships and thinking about how to care for yourself and loved ones In the briefing, they tell you to put your oxygen mask on before assisting others. You know, like, how true is that? Like, you have to make sure you're functioning properly before you can help anyone else. You are no good to anyone dead or passed out, especially yourself. However, in contrast to this advice, like so many who do and currently struggle with the notion of the masturbatory ego, i.e. everything I'm doing, working out, gaining credentials or accolades, etc., is somehow related to the promotion or a.k.a. elevation of me. Everyone is on this self-ego trip. I, I'm doing this for me. And that's the, 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 the slippery slope there. He's like, but when you think about this deeply, when you think about this deeply, this egocentric construct kind of rings hollow in a way self-serving actions are depressing in this paradigm and so thus the invite and where he says he created a reframe a reframe and i invite you the listener whoever's getting in this far to to reframe your perspective the epiphany was to dedicate your efforts to the thought of the others you know you're working out so that you're physically prepared when people family and loved ones need you your rigorous curiosity your endless reading, your constant self-improvement, 
etc. And everything that you're doing to bettering yourself is hopefully, fingers crossed, that you are able to render wisdom if ever asked or called upon. This is nothing new in the world of advice. I'm pretty sure Confucius and there's a ton of Zen books and Oprah books out there that talk about this. But it is in contrast to the individualism, individualism you know, that most Americans are weaned on. You know, and he goes on to talk about his, his spouse. And, you know, I, I, I hopefully I'm going to paraphrase kind of like what they're talking about. But, you know, they've been married for 20 years. And, you know, in, in their nearly 20 years of commitment together, they've evolved together. And this is one of the heartwarming stories of, you know, of modern romance. You know, I'm sure this guy has tr- troubles. I'm sure she has his perspectives of, of this guy. But at the end of the day, they, they committed 20, 20 years. They validate each other. They love each other. And, you know, this, they, they allow these personal growth areas uh, for each other. And, and it's enable um, that and to foster that they're, you know, in service to their family and their relationships. You know, and at the same time of self-love, it does mean, you know, ironically, that this means allowing personal vacations, long solo boat, bike rides, or other things that come across as selfish. However, you need to understand them as self-serving, not just as self-serving, but merely fitting your oxygen mask on yourself in preparation of what comes next. As so many people say and what Jordan says, you know, you're useless unless you're keeping yourself alive and healthy. So with that said and done, I hope that makes sense. You know, love is a maintenance. It is a verb. Love is a fucking verb. Love is a doing word, you know? So, you know, love yourself first, yes, but, you know, maybe reframe what the fuck that means to you and, you know, your kids and and, and your parents and your loved ones and share that. So, Hopefully that doesn't sound so depressing going into this fucking like Hallmark Hallmark weekend. So thank you for listening. Um, you know, love is a big thing, and you know we're gonna move on to other self uh, self indulging, self taught, self made topics next. But we definitely wanted to capitalize on the fucking Valentine's Day weekend and 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 screen time that everyone's gonna be doing at uh, this weekend. So yeah, no shame there. Um, yeah. Thank you for listening. Thank you for uh, Shawnee. Thank you for Mama T again. Thank you for Al Miller, the Millers, and uh, anyone else listening. King Papacito, again, that intro song. Love you. Thank you. Um, and again, thanks for listening. We got more updates, more to come soon. And enjoy the weekend. Love everybody. Love yourself. And stay, stay happy. Fuck it. Stay curious. Later.